What is good? Let's have some fun. It's the Fundamism Podcast with your host, Paul J. Long, and all things fun. We'll let the fun begin. Woo! What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. It's your boy, Paul J. Long, and I am kicking it uh, right here at the Leia Center, which you probably don't know much about, uh, but we're going to teach you today. We're going to learn you something. Uh, we are brought to you, as always, by our sponsors over at Charlie Hustle. I, myself, am rocking this Rieger shirt right now, so if you're into whiskey and you're into good things, Rieger's got you. Charlie Hustle's got the, the, the duds for you, so you're going to want to check that out at charliehustle.com. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I say this about every single guest. I say, oh, man, I'm so excited about this guest, but uh, but for real, though, like for real this time. <laughs> I'm serious this time. No, no for real. This, this is the one. Um, Joe Mays, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Joe Mays. What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm on cloud nine and rising, man. No, actually, it's Joe L. Mays, so I got to go along with the Paul oh, J. Long, Joe L. Mays. So there we go. You know why I went with Paul J. Long? Why? So there's a professor in the South named Paul Long, and he's got he owns his own domain and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go and I, I try to buy the domain, Paul Long, well, this guy's got it. So I sent a really nice email to the gentleman, professor. He don't even use it for anything. And uh, he responded. He said, nope, that's mine, right? And, and he didn't even, didn't give me any niceties, no congeniality, nothing. He said, nope, this is mine. So then I just had to rebrand as Paul J. Long. I, yeah, yeah. So so here we are. I like the story. What's your middle name? Lamont. 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 <laughs> So actually, you know what? There was a uh, a pitcher in the major leagues by the name of Joe Mays uh, that played for the Minnesota Twins. Oh yes, yeah. It's just he was white. Okay, yeah. But well, I, you know, I didn't have to go through like you know the whole the process you had to go sure. through in order to get you know everything you needed to get. I just I just kept it as is. Sure. Well, uh, there's a lot of white folks into spirituality, yoga, meditation, which is actually where you found your niche. Yeah. After the league. So we're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, some of you listening, tuning in, uh, you may have caught me at one of my events uh, in Iowa, potentially. And maybe you don't know much about Joe Mays, but I know my crew out in North Dakota knows who you are because uh, you were repping the green. Go Bison. <laughs> Everything I do, I've, I always you know, send a shout out to North Dakota State because they helped made me to, into the man that I am today. Well, uh, and that's a pretty strong man, and I'm not just talking about physically. Um, you obviously played in the league, uh, the NFL, played for multiple teams. We're going to get into that. Um, but, man, I'm remiss if I don't start with the same question that we ask everybody, which is, what do you do for fun, buddy? Uh, man, you know what? For fun, I just I, I like to hang out with my kids, man. I like to be with my family where you know we just hanging, joking around, playing video games, watching movies, mm. um, doing whatever we want, whatever we can. Um, you know, maybe even play with our dogs. We got dogs, so we, and we got a <laughs> bunch of land, so we could run around, and do all different types of things. Um, but uh, yeah, man, just anything with my family—that's what I enjoy doing. For sure. Fun. How many kids do you got? Two. And your beautiful wife Toya, she actually runs this spot, the Leia Center, yes. with you, right? Yes. She uh, she knew we were doing this podcast today, and she said she ain't about this life. Huh? I mean, you know what? Mondays Mondays is kind of her day where she get a chance to work from home. Okay. I mean, because you know she's doing she does she does a lot, man. Sure. I mean, you know, besides you know being the the owner of the Leia Center, she's an herbalist. 
Um, you know, she she makes her own products. She's also an interior designer. So whenever whenever you come into the Leia Center, everything that you see, she put in. Wow. And she designed it the, the exact way that it is right now. So, you know, she wear a few hats. She wear a few hats. So uh, she need that Monday off where she get a chance to work from home and just relax and chill. Well, apparently you wear a few hats too. And uh, I don't mean to hate, but you're repping... You're repping these uh, San Diego Chargers, yeah. Los Angeles Chargers now, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was there, it was the San Diego Chargers, That's which true. is why I have the hat on. Okay, respect. Yeah, so, it, you know, just me, I play for the team. I got the hat at the house. It goes well with my grumpy my grumpy cat shirt. Why not? That's hey, who would I be if I wasn't hating on whoever I got next to me? I mean, that's a sign of affection for it, me. I think so. Yeah. Admiration. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of admiration, I, you know, to my friends and the people that I respect, I like to push on folks just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, because I feel like there's a lot of folks out there, we were talking about this offline, there's a lot of folks out there that just have surfacey conversations. Yeah. And they just allow whatever people to say just be, right? But in reality, I think that if you really want to get to know somebody and uh, you want to get to the root of who they are, authenticity obviously is key, but you got to show a genuine interest in that. Yeah. So the reason why I say all this is because oftentimes when I go out on the road, I, I start an exercise. I have everybody stand up and I have them find a partner and I ask them, what do they do for fun? And they, and they share with their partner, right? One of the most common answers, do you know what it is? Uh, not much. Uh, well, that's like the second or third time. Interesting that you say that because we'll do the exercise like two or three times and by the second or third time, people get frustrated because at you know, 35, 42, they don't know what they do for fun anymore. Right. Like at kids, we turned up all the time. We could do whatever. and We would put you know, stupid dance moves together and singing songs, and it didn't matter if things rhymed or not. We didn't care, right? Nope. We were just we kids. Fun. We were having fun. Mm-hmm. But as we get older, um, this is where I'm going to push on you a little bit, our focus changes, right? Yeah. So we have kids, and we have a wifey, and we have a business, and all the things that we do for fun, we start to lose sight of because it kind of morphs into what do you do collectively together for yes, fun, right? Absolutely. So coming full circle, most common response is, oh, I kick it with my family. I like to have fun with my family. Mm-hmm. Like, we go out to eat with my family. Well, I'm sure you've been through a terrible, terrible breakup before. Yeah. Have you? It's been a long time. A long time, right? A long right? time. When, when people go through terrible breakups, why do you think they're so challenging? Like, what do you think some of the answers that might be? And no answer's wrong. I mean, you've gotten used to that person. That person has, that person has gotten used to you. So, it's, it, I mean, it, you know, you're not comfortable anymore. That's true. You don't, ha- you don't have anybody that you can, you know, kind of sit back and lay back on and know that they, ha- they got you. Yes. That's what, that's what makes it so difficult to, to, I mean, it's change. Right. You know, when it comes to the average American, it's hard for us to make change, have yes. anything that's different, that's just out of the ordinary that we're not used to. So, I mean... It's, it's always tough whenever you whenever you have someone for a long time or whenever you're doing something different um, that's out of the ordinary. What a tremendous answer. And and I think that 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 not only uh, encapsulates like relationships, but mm-hmm. it also your family too. What happens is as you grow older and, and you grow together with people, mm-hmm. your focus changes, right? And so the things that you used to do for fun, now it's more like, well, what do you want to do, honey? Well, oh, that's what we do. We like to sit on the couch we, and yep. watch The Bachelor together or yeah. whatever. Maybe you don't watch The Bachelor, do you? I don't. All right, good. Yeah, good I should, no, <laughs> I've, I've never watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, to the point where I've seen that it's been quite a few NFL players on there. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Clay Harbor, he was actually my teammate in Philadelphia. Really? Yeah, I heard he was on there. I'm not sure what year it was, but I just read about it yesterday that he was trying to make a comeback. I'm like, when did he stop playing? And when was he on The Bachelor? I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. We actually shared the same agent. Really? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, 
so would you ever? I mean, you're happily married with Toya. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Would, would would that be? No, I would never, never ever do the Bachelor because I'm married. But what if like you weren't married back in the day? Would that have been your? Because I feel like you can't find love you're on not, the Bachelor. You're not about to get me in trouble. There's no <laughs> what ifs. <laughs> and that's this real. Is, man, this is something oh. that she get a chance to listen to and watch. There's no what ifs. What if? <laughs> no, Rob. I told you I was going to do this. So uh, one of my favorite bits from Dave Chappelle's show was when keeping it real goes wrong. Yep. So uh, and I, I told Rob I was going to ask you if you ever had a, a moment where keeping it real went wrong and you just had to keep it one. But you knew it was probably not the, the best thing to do. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we all have. At, at, some, at some point, the truth hurts, and you got to keep it real. You can't see it. You can't. You can't be walking around people and lying to them, and know you lying to them, and trying to hold that lie for you know months and years. And nah, you just, I just tell you the truth. I know it may hurt, but. I gotta get it. I I gotta let you know. I got, and that's just me being genuine and, and authentic, right? And I respect that. Yeah. So coming back to the family, mm-hmm. you know what's interesting? Some of the things that give us strength can also tear us down from time to time, right? And I know meditation is your jam, music is your jam. We talked a lot. And we're going to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, cool. But uh, but for me, you know, sometimes I, we got a two year old and a six year old at home. Love them to death, man. Two two. Who's an age, man? Like oh, man. My, my boy twos. is O'Doyle. Like, you remember uh, from Billy Madison, uh, the O'Doyle family, oh, yeah. O'Doyle rules? Yeah, 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 yeah. My boy is two years old, and if there's a water sitting on here, he's going to roll up, knock it off, and just walk out. Like, I swear, I just picture him saying O'Doyle rules. Like, he's just he's just a badass right I, now. I think you can appreciate that. I can't he already got that dog in him. You, you won't have. That's one less thing you're going to have to teach him when he gets older. True, that yeah. is true. He I already got it. Right. See, this is why. This is why he had to be on here. He's the optimist, right? I mean, look, it's so much bad. So many bad things that happens throughout the day. You always got to take the good out of the bad, right? That's yeah, true. So if you're sitting here worrying about, you know, okay, this th- this bad thing happened, that bad thing happened, I got cut off in traffic. You know, you turn into what you turn it. You you turn into what you let come into, inside your body. Mm. Yeah, I don't let that negative that negativity come in. If anything, I'm going to make something positive out of it. Have you always been that way? No, <laughs> no, no. What changed? Uh, I think just you know, once we started changing our lifestyles, man. I mean, you know, just things just started to make sense. Okay. Um, you know, once we started changing the way that we eat and the way that we look at growing f- our own food, the way that. You know, we can have actually have chickens as pets. Like we've we've gone through so many different changes on our journey. It just we we just started doing things that made sense, right? And we always wanted to you know surround ourselves with positivity, and that's including people. Sure. Um. So you know, whenever there's something going on, it's always something going on bad outside. And always. I mean, it can always pull you down, but why let it? Mm. You know, I got way too much other. I got way too many other things to focus on, and to focus on the one thing that's bad that happened outside. I'm not going to bring that inside. My man is like literally defining fundamentalism, is he not? He, yeah, you don't even need the book, man. You wrote the book. Oh, well, hey, man, I lived it. I mean, it's just, it's just lifestyle. But you know that that's not... Listen, I, could, man, I got a million ideas going through my... I want to just full circle the family deal. Yeah. What you're talking about right now is gravitating towards the things that give you strength, not focusing on what tears you down, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes our family could be one of those things that, you know, and it's silly stuff like, why didn't you do the dishes? Or, you know, you know, can you change the kid's diaper? Whatever it may be. And, you know, I like to think that I'm helpful, but the largest room in the world is a room for improvement. I could be a better father. I could be a better husband, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My point is when I go on the road, Joe, sometimes like when I'm alone and I get that hotel room and I'm like, oh, 
Like now I feel like now I feel good. Or when I go to the gym, I told you that's my meditation yep. spot, right? So everybody always says my family gives me strength. And then God forbid something happens to their family or they go through a terrible breakup or whatever it may be, and they get lost when it happens. And they're like, well, oh shit, what where's do that, I do where's now? Where's that strength going to come from? That's exactly right. So I'm pushing on you because I want to know what you do for fun without leaning on other people. So the thing is, what I so okay, all right. So this is how I'm going to word it. What I used <laughs> to do for fun. I used to play video games, man. I was I was hardcore into video games. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Not anymore though. Not anymore. You know, I, I mean... Like, when was the last time you picked up the sticks? Oh, man. I mean, I think it, it's it been maybe three months. Okay. Been three months, yeah. Well, and, when I come over to the crib, I'm going to break the... Oh, line. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we're going to have to hop on. But it's, it, but it's been about... It, you, nah, you know what? Let, the last time I, sp- I picked up the sticks by myself, where okay. I played... Okay, fair enough. ...was three months, and that lasted maybe 45 minutes. Yep, okay. And, I mean... You know, like like we sitting here talking about the focus change. Yes. Things change. Yes. And cuddling time has moved into Good for you, the go to. Like I I put down the sticks and I picked up the cuddling time. Yes. Now you're talking about with the wife here or with, with the, the kids? With the wife, of okay. course. With the wife and we sit, we sit, we lay in the bed, we cuddle, we watch TV. Right. So lately we've been uh we've been binging on friends. Oh, he went old school on them. <laughs> yeah. I ne- you know, I never watched Me friends. neither. My wife loves it. She's seen them it's all a, like it's 17 awesome. times. It's awesome. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was, Jennifer Aniston was nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and when you watch, so when you watch the show, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, some of the things that, it, it's a good thing that it happened way back when, because if they were to try to bring it back out, you know, it, it wouldn't work. It would not well, there's work. There's so many shows like that now, yeah. like, especially with the PC community and all that stuff. Like, you can't say nothing without hurting some feelings. Nope. It, it's changed. I mean, everything has changed, you know. It, Everybody's everybody, you know. P- people tend to get offended by certain words, and that's okay because it's that that's just the way the world works, right? You know, everybody everybody changes. The the thought of people change, certain people change, and I mean, you just got to go along with it instead of rebelling. Yes and no, or maybe you don't. Maybe it's just out of sight, out of mind, right? Maybe it's like you said. I feel like people get so wrapped up about it because we're focusing on the shit that don't matter, right? right? That's true. And so to your point, um, when, when we don't have time for that, because ain't nobody got time for that, nobody. right? Uh, you focus on the things that that lift you up. Mm. My, my brother and I were talking about this the other day. I told you a little bit about my bro. My brother is awesome, and uh, he's he talked. He said something about luck. You're lucky, and I go, man, lucky th- that luck don't exist. And he goes, you don't really believe that, do you? And I go, no, I don't believe in luck at all. I believe in energy. I believe that energy is a real thing. And that can't be argued. I mean, you, mm-hmm. our molecules, the way that we're all made up, the way that's, I mean, it's all energy, right? Right, exactly. So I believe that you put good out into the world or you think you think good or and you don't expect anything good in return. You surround yourself with good people. Yeah. Then ultimately good stuff happens. Yeah, I, you know what? I agree with you. Um, you know, energy definitely plays a role because you don't want to be around anyone that is you know too different from you sure because they bring a different energy that you just don't want to deal with mm. um i want to deal with people that's like-minded yes and you know when it comes to that you know what what i thought is I, I i didn't think that luck existed what i thought existed was just opportunity mm. but that goes along with what you talked talking about with the energy right because you have good energy it creates more opportunities right so it kind of goes hand in hand i was in uh i was in milwaukee on Sunday of last week, and uh, my wife sent me a text message, and she said, uh, we have a really bad leak from the upstairs bathroom into the washroom. She sent me a picture. So I call her up, and she's talking about it, and I could tell she's stressed about it, because mm-hmm. she's in it, right? Like, she's got to look at it right. with respect to her. 
She's got two kids running around. Now she's worrying about this leak. She says, oh, baby, I'm sorry to ruin your day. I know you've had a good day. I'm sorry to bring this negative stuff to you. I said, babe, this, this don't ruin my day. Like this, this is nothing to me, right? Next day, she sends me a photo, and the whole ceiling had caved in where the, where the leak is, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, it's significant, right? Bruh, I stained my pants that day, and I was more angry about staining my pants than I was about the ceiling falling down. Because to me, that's an easy fix, right? Right, right. In my head, like I'm about to go on stage and I have something on my pants. Like that's like that's on that's in my head. Yeah. But in reality, ain't nobody looking at it like I am. But my point is that's energy. Like yeah. if you if you get to a magical place in your life where you stop where you stop worrying about this shit that you can't control, like that's done. The ceiling the ceiling fell, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta fix it. Yeah. But it's done. I can't do anything about it. And when you when you get to that magical place of uh Zen. Uh, then ultimately you're a lot better off. And speaking of Zen, you did uh, you did some yoga this morning. Yeah, man, I feel fantastic right now. Do like, you look fantastic? Yeah, I feel good, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, yoga to me. So yoga, it, it was different stages. So yoga, it was a way for me to get a workout in to start off. It was a workout, a way for me to stretch, um, and then it kind of morphed into okay, this is another way for me to meditate. Okay, and that was just the growth process that you that I that I was able to go through, like. It became more. To, it became more to me than just a physical workout. It became more of a mental, spiritual type of deal where I get a chance to meditate. I get a chance to just clear my head and just focus on what I'm doing in the now. Mm. And it was awesome, man. Like, and I needed that outlet, especially not playing football anymore. Football sure. was the outlet. And now that I don't have it, yoga has become that for me. Is it nice that we've been sitting here for 17 minutes and we really haven't talked about football at all? Yeah, it's awesome, man. So I feel like. Um, we were talking about this offline too. That so many people just get so wrapped up in like what you do for work or what you did or who you were and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and that, that we just lose sight of this, right? Which is what I said is the whole point of the podcast. Like, um, imagine the types of conversations that you could have if you just if you just cut up and right. like yeah. and just go wherever the conversation takes you instead of trying to force some surfacey bullshit, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, meditation is uh, an interesting topic for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of folks I've asked, like, have you ever tried meditation? You ever tried yoga? And they're like, oh, no, I can't shut my mind off. Like, so, but meditation is different for a lot of folks. Yeah, it is. Talk to me about your, your journey in meditation. Like, do you have the ability to shut it off? Or is that even what it means to you? Yeah, so, to me, meditation is basically, okay, we have so many different thoughts that we have in our brain going off at one time, which is why we, you know, we have to rip and run around. We're always in a rush. Just slow it down a little bit. Yeah, you got a lot of things that's going on, but bring those things back when it when you need it. Like, I don't need to worry about what's going on at home. I'm not at home right now. Right. And I'll focus on that when I get there. Yes. So it's all about, you know, taking all of the different things that you have going on in your brain and just ma- making one pure focus of the now. Right. And that's why I love yoga, because it allows me to do that. Like, it allows me to just worry about what I'm doing in the present moment instead of worrying about, you know, the past or what's going to happen in the future or what I got to worry about when I get home, what I got to worry about, worry about these bad drivers out here. Like, it, I'm not focused on any of that because I'm able to just dial in and just focus on me and what I'm doing and, and you know, what I want to do with myself for the rest of the day. What, would you, what advice would you give somebody that's struggling with, uh, with the thought of meditation they, they they think they want to get into it, but they don't feel like they could shut it off. What advice would you give them? Try it. Stop telling yourself what you can't do. Oh, I mean, I think that's the first that's the first thing that comes to mind. Is you know, it's it's kind of like people say I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible enough. Mm. Well, you're thinking about it the wrong way, right? 
So if you stop telling yourself that you can't do something, then it, it will present you with the opportunity to do it, and you just never know what can come from it. Right. Man, do you remember when we interviewed... Uh, I'm talking to Rob, everybody. Uh, Rob, you're going to need to get mic'd up sooner or later, man. Mm-hmm. Cause... Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember when we... <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when we interviewed Alex Como, the, the high schooler? And so we've had a ton of amazing guests. Mm-hmm. And I told you, uh, oftentimes I find myself more in a host role where I feel like I'm leading a conversation. And that's cool, but like, I enjoy it so much more when it's, where it's just a conversation, like, and I'm not, there's no intent, like, we're just rapping, right? We're just engaging. We're just engaging. Yeah. And so I was sitting across from this Alex, and uh, she just made me smile, man. Everything she said, it was like, she embodies what fundamentalism stands for. And I feel like... This is the second time that that's happened. So you said, how many, how many have we done? We've done just over 20. And this is the second time where I've just been looking like, you ever, you ever built hell? You build something, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you just, you're in the moment and you're like, yeah, like I did. This is, and you, you're overcome with joy or a sense of euphoria. You ever feel that? Yeah, I felt that. So you know, when, we, when we were first here, we didn't have our uh, logo up yet on the building. So now we have a logo on the building, but, you know, just knowing that it was up there, I'm like, oh, nice. You know, we're official. But then I would walk across the street to the River Market and I would come back. And that first time that I seen our logo on the building, I was just like, man, we really did that. Right. Like, we really did it. Like, that that's our logo that we, that you know, we came up with. That's our business that's be, that, you know, I'm sitting here looking at and I'm like, man, I can't believe it. Like We made it. We made it. We did something. We made it. Mama, we made it. So the, like I'm so um, when you talk about energy and focus and 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 uh, and steering away from the shit that don't matter, mm. like I'll be we we're talking about stand up comedians earlier. I'll be on the couch or listening to my car, and somebody will tell a joke, and it'll hit. But it's less about the the joke and more about just the appreciation of the craft that they're in. Right. Like I'll hear a song or a stand up comedian or an artist. Like I'll see something beautiful and I'll literally tear up. And it's it's just because I feel like it's it's I just I admire creativity so much. So when I'm sitting around and I'm rapping about this stuff with you and energy matters, and I'd like to I want to get into the story of how this all came to be, mm-hmm. but like. You're that dude. I mean, like you got that. And from the moment that I connected with you, man, this was amazing. <laughs> so, Rob, I don't think I even told you this story. So I said, Joe, man, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And uh, he was like, Oh, yeah, that's 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 what's up. Yeah, absolutely, we'll make that happen. So I said, Okay, so what should I do? Should I go to the front desk? Should I? You got a business card or something? And you said, Hell no, give me your phone. If something matters, or if somebody matters to me enough, I just I, I hand him a phone and we'll, we'll work that thing. You know that. That does not happen very often. You no. ever gone to a networking event and just say, hey, hand me your phone. Well, if it matters to me, I'll... That's a differentiator. Yeah. You know what? I did that uh, just last week where I went to an event and you know people was passing out cars. I'm like, these cars are going to end up on the ground. You're going to be walking past them, stepping on them, and yes. or they're going to end up in the, in the trash. Yes. Or it's going to be two or three months later and you're going to have this car and who is this? Exactly. I don't remember getting it. And then you're right. going to throw it away. Right. So if it's really something that you know we can work towards or try to build on, just take my number. Give me a call. Right. Let me know what, what you want to do and then I'll try to figure out what we can do from there. That's amazing. That's the best way to go. I mean, I'm thinking like for people tuning in, mm-hmm. insurance agents, right? Uh, anybody in sales, you say something to the extent of, uh, hey, you got a business card? Like, how right would that be? What a differentiator would it be if somebody asked me for a business card and I said, 
what you did. Hand me your phone, man. You matter enough. I'm just gonna plug my phone in, my phone number into your. It mean a lot more. You know, Boy. people people will look at you like. All yes. right. Yeah. I like. Yeah. And okay. Now he's serious. Yes. And you might get a sale out of yeah, it. Yeah. Because not a lot of people really give out their their, their cell phone numbers. No, no one. No one wants anyone to have that information. No. Which is why you know social media is so huge right now. That's right. And so from the moment that we met, speaking of social media, you've liked every single post that I've put out. On yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, you just you just like one of those dudes that supports other people uh, trying to make the world a better place. And I felt that from the moment that I came in. So I'm laying in bed at night, uh, receive a text message from our camera guy, Rob. And Rob. That's right. Rob from Tartar Stan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that plays a role in the story too, Rob, obviously, you know. Um, I'm laying in bed and I received this text from Rob and he says, Hey, I've been meaning to tell you that we used to co-lease space from a dude by the name of Joe Mays. He used to play for the Kansas city chiefs. And, uh, go ahead. What time was the text? Oh, it was actually later. I was asleep at eight 30. He actually, it was eight 30 in the morning when I received it, but you would text me at like 10, 15, 10 30 at night. We live different lifestyles. You and I, Yeah. which actually doesn't make sense. You, you get up at like five 30, five 45 to go work out. He's he's still young. Yeah, yeah. He's are you thirty two? Thirty. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's running on four hours of sleep every it, day. I get a little nap in after the work. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. There yeah. we go. That's the life of being an independent business owner. There you go. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Thirty three. Okay. All right, man. I'm the old dog out here. <laughs> thirty seven. What's up? <laughs> so so you text me, Rob, and you say, "Hey, we co- we used to co lease space from this dude by the name of Joe Mays. Played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Feel like he'd be an amazing podcast guest, right?" I don't even think that I responded that morning. I had had a scheduled cryotherapy sh- session like a month in advance of that text message, and it was a mutual friend, Bob Fesco. Yep. He said, "Hey, let's come hang out. Let's do cryo. We'll do all this stuff. It'll be great." So I walk in the front door, and the first person that greets us is freaking Joe Mace. I've never met you. Uh, I used to watch you play all the time. Mm. Uh, never met you. Really hadn't even heard your name outside of 610 Sports Radio. I hear you every, every now and again on there. And all of a sudden, the day after Rob sends me this text message saying that I need to meet you and you should be on the podcast, here you are right in front of me. That's energy, bro. That's energy. That's how it works. So we start chatting. I'm telling you this story, and you're like, oh, oh, Rob, the camera guy? <laughs> Rob. Oh, yeah, I know Rob. <laughs> you said the Russian? The yeah, Russian? The yeah. Russian dude? Uh, which is how I define Rob as well. Uh, but you, but tell, what you say you said? Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, 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 man, how's he doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I want to know how Rob doing. Like, because, uh, you know, the last time I seen Rob, you know, you know, he was looking kind of stressed out. Like, it, <laughs> There was a lot of different things, a lot of, a lot of moving parts in his life, and uh, you know it showed. So I, I wondered how you were doing. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping he's better, and and he is. And so I think that that's uh, it goes back to energy and the environment that you're in, because there's a lot of people that could relate to that. Like, I think that what we start talking about is sometimes when you're in a high pressure environment, mm-hmm. and in that environment that Rob used to work in, it was heavy on content, so you just had to put out content, right? Well, obviously, you want to put out quality content as well. And somebody like Rob who takes great pride in their craft, you're stressing about, man, I, it's got to be perfect, yeah. but it's got to be out yesterday. And so that that creates a negative environment in your head. No you, doubt. You're battling against yourself. Yeah. I think there's a million people that could relate to that in their in their job, right? Oh, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, playing in the NFL, every day you, you walk into the building and it's all about getting better and being better than you were the day before. And also, you know, depending on the organization that you're in, 
you know, there's some organizations where, you know, the coaches, they act as if, you know, every single day is their last day there. So that's how they coach. So that's sure. how they move. And it can be stressful at times because it's, they're saying so many different things, but they're not focusing on what we're supposed to be necessarily focusing in on. Yeah. And just trying to give us a, a bunch of information before we hit the field. And then when we mess up, they get mad at us. And then it <laughs> creates like a, a crazy environment. It, it, that, it was definitely, it's definitely stressful. And I'm sure I looked the same way he looked whenever I would come home and I, you know, I'm in front of my wife or I'm around my kids. I'm sure they was like, damn, you okay? <laughs> like, you look like you had a day. Well, I did. Right. Good thing I had this drive home to, you know, just kind of relax and cool off from it because, you know, I wouldn't want to bring that into the environment that I'm going into. That the, my, my home environment is just all about relaxation. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that because I do follow the Leia Center and now Toya, your wife, and mm-hmm. you on Instagram. And uh, she posted the other day about making your house, uh, every room, a meditation-safe environment. Oh, yeah. And I said, uh, when you have a house guest. Hey, man. I mean, <laughs> she, look. She was like, because she, she didn't know me like that. Uh-huh. She was like, uh, Joe Mays? Because then she quoted you. I was yeah, like, yeah. hey, handle your business. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, he said when we have a guest. I'm like, look, we can, we can get that set up. Let me know what's up. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I saw the picture, and it's not news to me that she created this beautiful environment because seeing what she'd done to your home, at least in that room that I saw, was gorgeous. But uh, the whole reason, coming full circle, the whole reason why I wanted you to, uh, to come on this podcast is because we start talking about Rob, and then you start talking about yoga. Yep. And uh, music means the world to me. We've talked about that before. I believe that music has the power to create or evoke any emotion in your body. Whatever you want to feel, you can find a song that will, that will drive that. And I have a strong affection for, for hip-hop. Uh, matter of fact, the first time I did cryo here, uh, you said, what song do you want to play? And I said, what's my name by, or, or who am I by Snoop Dogg? Yeah. And that just made, it made the three, three minutes and 15 seconds go super fast, yeah. right? So you said, we're thinking about doing this hip-hop yoga class. And seeing the joy on your face as you start talking about that, I'm like, that's there's a very rare amount of people that express that level of passion and joy for what they do. Mm-hmm. So you found it. Yeah. What was the journey like? How did you get here? Like, how did you know that this, the Leia Center, and what the hell is the Leia Center? Yeah. So uh, my wife came up with the name, and her original reason for naming it Leia, um, she did some research and found out that the Sanskrit meaning of Leia is dissolution. Okay. So whenever you come walk off the elevator, you're dissolving yourself of any problems, any issues, so that you can be who you were intended to be. Wow. Then when we did more research, the the you know traditional meaning of Leia is freedom. Dissolution, freedom. freedom, you're freeing yourself, you're dissolving yourself of any issues. It all goes along, it all goes uh, hand in hand. Um but so that's where the, the name came from. But you know, everything that we have been through, our life journey, that's basically what we put into the center. You know, me, you know, playing in the NFL and having to be available, be ready whenever they call my name so that I can have a spot on the team, that was important. And, you know, early on in my days, I didn't know, I didn't have enough, you know, education or research about natural living. So I would take pain pills and, mm. you know, I would get back on the field and I would feel fine and I wouldn't feel any, any, you know, pain or injuries or anything like that. But then, I get off the field and I take those tests for my body to to see what's going on. And my liver and my kidney functions were terrible. Hmm. And it wasn't anything else that I was doing because I was living a healthy lifestyle. I was eating good. I was working out. I was doing everything I needed to do in order to be a professional football player. The only thing that was that was, I was doing that was different was the pain meds. 
So, you know, we just, I just wanted to try to cut that off, cut that out. And my wife, she started studying herbalism and how to use natural herbs for, you know, just to help the body recover and how to make natural medicine and things like that. So it went from us studying that to starting to grow our own foods to, you know, having chicken so we get our own eggs. Um, everything that we learned, we basically learned on our own. We didn't have anyone telling us this. So we like, okay, we know it's a lot more people out there that's looking for the same information um, and they don't have anybody that's teaching it to them. So why not open up a center and bring everything that we've learned and put into the center and also partner along with other practitioners that, you know, may know a little bit more than we do or may sure. do something that's a little bit different and we can all come together and help change the culture here in Kansas City. Mm. That's that you know. That's pretty much the basic or the in a nutshell story on how we got sure. got started. Well, it really resonates with me. Um, many folks that listen in, they know the story of my dad. My dad and I, we were uh, like everything you see before you: gregariousness, the ability to connect with people, all that stuff. That was my dad, right? Mm-hmm. But my dad was also an addict. I mean, from from the jump, he was always you know one of my dad's. Uh, one of his favorite stories, claims to fame, is I, I used to sell cocaine to Michael Stipe of REM. Like this was a story that he just told, you know, proudly or pridefully, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I think I'm just making up words, but but nevertheless, I think, yeah, I think that's a word, is, right? Yeah, that's a word. Yeah, like fun, like fundamentalism. Like fun, I made that shit up, so I know that's, that's a, a word. <laughs> that's right. And it's in the Urban Dictionary. Right. It might not that's be right. in the Encyclopedia. <laughs> But it's in the Urban Dictionary, that's for sure. That's right. Yeah. So my dad had always been around the drug lifestyle. Um, when he got into his uh, 40s, he he started to have like debilitating back disorder, which re- really just meant like he had some pretty significant arthritis in his back. And so um, the story goes, basically, like you, you realized that you, you needed to focus on your body mm-hmm. and you started bringing goodness into your life, right? Mm-hmm. My dad kind of looked at it as an opportunity to give up. You know, he's he didn't do physical therapy. He's filed for disability, and he just Joe. He'd sit in a recliner for hours and hours and hours on end, addicted to pain pills. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of stories out there about the pain pills and the morphine drip and all this stuff. But I remember my dad would be up for 48 hours straight and sleep for 72 hours straight. He would speak absolute nonsense. You yeah. know, he would just be incoherent, and it just wasn't a good lifestyle. So when I see folks uh, like you and what you're doing. It really matters a lot to me because I saw, and obviously the opioid, opioid crisis is, is oh, terrible, man, it's, right? It's, it's, it's horrendous, man, especially in the NFL community. Sure. I mean, especially, you know, with a lot of the older players, with them not having access to natural medicine, they had to take pain pills just as, if not, I think more a lot more than we did. Sure. So, you know, they're actually the ones that's struggling. And, you know, with us, with me and my wife opening up the center, we wanted to kind of be advocates for those guys, for those guys that don't have a voice that, you know, that's going through issues. And it's not just them, it's the families that's going through those issues. Because whenever one person is dealing with something, you got all your family members that's, that's dealing right. with it too. Absolutely. You got a wife that, that don't understand, you know, how to make a husband happy because he's going through this tough phase in his life and she don't know how to help him. Right. You got the kids that is used to this this one guy and the way that he is, and they don't know how to talk to him because he's not that way anymore. He's not himself. So, you know, it's so many different people that's dealing with this issue. Why not open up a place where and be an advocate for those guys and for those families that, you know, you, you share a brotherhood with because at the end of the day, we're all a brotherhood. Sure. I don't care how I don't care if you play if you only play for a year, you're still a part of that brotherhood where we all came together and we were able to be 
professional football players. Mm. And we all come from, you know, similar backgrounds, similar stories. We sure. all have families. Right. We all have people that care about us. And we know that it's not just you going through the issues. It's them going through it. So why not, you know, be able to help any way, you know, we can. So Right. And yeah. so you touched on family, uh, friends, obviously the people that you surround yourself with, but yep. lost in all that too is, um, and to remove NFL from the equation, uh, obviously this plays a role as well, but your coworkers. Oh yeah. Like, cause obviously it, it, it it's in your interactions. You, yep. You're dealing with something, you bring that negative energy or whatever it is into your workspace. Mm-hmm. And people are like, gosh damn, what, you know, what's up Joe's ass today? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. When in reality, no one knows what you're going through. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, no, no one knows, you yeah. know? You, and it's, you know, it's a lot of people out there that, you know, they're more introvert. They want to keep everything bottled up and hidden inside so no one knows what's going on. Sure. Well, I mean, it's, okay, I see it both ways. One way, okay, they're not in my personal life. So, you know, I'm being protect. I'm protecting myself. I'm being secretive. I don't want people to know where I live at, who I am, where I stay, my phone number, whatever. Mm. But then on the other hand, they don't have anyone to kind of, you know, let allow anyone to be that outlet. Right. Because you need people to talk to. Sure. You can't just sit here and have everything bottled up inside because at some point, it's going to come out. Right. It's not going to come out the way you want it to. Yes. So, I mean, you know, if you're dealing with people that they have a cloud over them or mm. their energy is not right, it's always good to take time and show them that you care. Yes. Just by asking little questions or trying to help any way you can. Right. I was uh, I was doing a gig for uh, Fairway Stores uh, up in Iowa, so they do uh, multiple franchise stores, uh, or not franchise, but multiple stores uh, all up in the Midwest. And uh, I told the story um, of Noah Wilson, this little boy that passed away from Ewing sarcoma cancer, actually leukemia. Um, but this boy is absolutely amazing. Changed the way the hospitals order uh, bandages, just yeah. as a result of you know. What he understands gives people passion. I mean, this kid was absolutely amazing. So I tell his story on stage, and I get done, and one of the VPs of Fairway comes up to me and he said, did you see um, that gentleman leave the room? I said, no, I, did, I didn't. And uh, he said, well, the, do you remember the guy that you were talking to earlier in the presentation where he said he used to dye his hair green on St. Patty's Day uh, for charitable uh, contributions? And I said, yeah, I do remember him. He said, well, he just lost a grandson, uh, a granddaughter, mm. uh, just like a couple of months prior to my presentation. And so when I'm telling the story of Noah, he just loses it, right? So I said, oh, well, I'd like to go back in and, and, and say what's up before I leave. And so he, he comes out of the bathroom and he goes inside the, the conference area. And now there's you know 200 people back and they're about to start the conference again. And so I didn't want to make a big scene about it. I just, I went up to him and he still got a little bit of, you know, he's wiping his tears from his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I give him a big old hug. I said, man, I heard about your granddaughter, and I want to let you know if you ever need anything at all, uh, here's my telephone number, reach out. And he just broke down on my shoulder. And so uh, 48 hours later, I'm putting my daughter to bed, and I I get a phone call. And I didn't answer it because I don't answer numbers that I don't recognize. Exactly. It's always a telemarketer. But uh, I get back in the room, and I listen to the voicemail, and it's that that guy. And he says, uh, you told me if I ever needed anything to reach out. He said, I don't know what I need right now, but I know that I don't have anybody um, to lean on because I'm, I'm everything to everybody, and I, w- I would love to chat with you. So I called, because who would I be if I said, I'm you here, and then I go. didn't? Right. Yes. So I called him immediately, and we talked for you know 45 minutes to an hour, and I gave him Scott Wilson, Noah's dad's telephone number, and connected them. But 
to your point, like you never know what people are going through. And the sad part is, and this is really significant in the NFL community, like everybody's hard. Like, like you can't let me, I'm, I'm a G. Like, you right, know, you know right. what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, I'm a man. Uh, that's right. I'm a, I'm man. a man. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so believing that because you're a breadwinner or because, you know, you work or because, you know, you're a man or, or even a strong female, it doesn't matter whoever you are, believing that you don't have chinks in your armor, that you can't let your guard down and, and talk to people about your problems, you know, that's, that's a misnomer. Yes. Like you can do that. And I think what, what I really appreciate about what you said is when you pay attention and when you ask the questions and you show a genuine interest, mm-hmm. you could tell. There's people that say, hey, how are you doing today? Right, and there's people who are saying, "Hey, Joe, and like, I, I catch your vibe. Like, you're different today, bro. Right. Like, talk to me. I'm here for you. Yeah, I've been there. You yes, know? I've been I've been in the shoes that you're in right now, so I know how you feel. But I want to hear from in your own words how yes. you feel. Right, man. So uh, I could just sit here and talk for hours and hours and hours with you. Um, let's talk about the NFL. So you were drafted by the Eagles. Yep. Then you were traded to the Broncos. To the Broncos, yeah. Played three years there. Then you got uh, picked up by the Chiefs in free agency. I got picked up by the Texans. Texans. Yep. And then I got picked up by the Chiefs the very next the very next year. And then you wrapped up your career with? The Chargers. That's right. So if you're counting, that's three of four AFC West teams. Yep. I've been all through the AFC West. So what about the Raiders? Like the Raiders are like, hey, what's up? You know, you know what? They were. For real? Uh... The same year that I signed with the Chiefs, the Raiders, they were interested in bringing me in. Really? Has anybody ever called you out on the fact that you've played for three or four AFC West teams? Uh, no. Hmm. Nah. Yeah. I was, surpri- I was surprised. <laughs> I mean, that was, it, I, so I started out in the NFC and traded to the AFC and pretty much stayed over there the entire time. And I wasn't thinking about it. All I knew was I had an opportunity, another opportunity sure. after opportunity. And I just wanted to capitalize on each and every one. Well, as I was as I was seeing that, and as I was uh, as I was I was learning more about you, obviously, what's interesting is I, you know the brain starts to go a million miles an hour, and obviously the AFC West or any conference team, you see each other twice, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking, huh? Well, these AFC West teams, they obviously get a chance to see you regularly, and so they might put more stock in your skill set than other teams that don't see you as often, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a metaphor in there for life, right? The people that see value in what you have to offer. But you told some awesome stories about being traded. Uh, and, yeah, and So yeah. why don't you uh, cut up about that a little bit? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, the second, my second year in the NFL, um, I, I, played, I started special teams, and I played all special teams. Um, the last eight weeks of the season, I led the NFL in tackles and on special teams. And, you know, special teams carry value no matter where you are. If you're a, spe- if you're a good special teams player, you're going to find a job. Um, yeah, so I played well for the Eagles. The very next that offseason, they drafted three linebackers. So I kind of knew that the right was on the wall. I didn't know what to expect. Um, there was a chance I may be somewhere else. And uh, first day of camp, they traded me that night to the Broncos. And, uh, you know, I didn't know I, – I was disappointed because I was actually an Eagles fan growing up. I was a McNabb fan growing up, and, and that was my teammate. Mm. So, you know, I felt like, all right, I was, I'm living the dream. Like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm with the team that I wanted to be with. I'm playing alongside my favorite player. Why you need to trade me anywhere else? <laughs> I don't know, especially when I play well. But, you know, get, you got traded to Denver. I played well my three years there. Um, brings me to my next season with the, with the, uh, with the uh, Texans. So we played the Chiefs here in Kansas City, and, you know, I had a chance to, you know, I'm running out of the tunnel, getting ready. It's pregame. 
getting ready for the game and I see the uh the uh the GM for the Chiefs, uh John Dorsey on mm-hmm. the sideline. So kind of, you know, going back into my story a little bit before I even made it to the NFL, John Dorsey, he worked me out. And, you know, when he when he seen me, he was like, well, you're not a linebacker in the NFL. You know, you're more of a fullback. You're not big enough. You're not fast enough. You're not quick enough. Um, you're not strong enough. You're just not a linebacker in the NFL. And that was fuel for me. I needed I needed to hear that. I mm-hmm. loved hearing that because what you're sitting here, you telling me what I can't do, I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. I'm going to prove you wrong. It's, I'm not worried about anybody else. Right. It's the fact that you told me I couldn't play linebacker and you worked me out at fullback. Right. I'm going to prove you wrong. And, you know, to be in the NFL and be a part of the Texans and to be a starting linebacker at that time, I see him on the sideline. I'm just like, Dorsey, what's up, man? Like five years later, right? And I shook my head at him. And he was like, dude, you had a hell of a hell of a career so far. Right. Like you know, you you definitely surpassed surpassed what I thought you what I thought was going to happen with you. I thought you was going to be a fullback. Hell, you probably weren't even going to make the, make a team. Um, so to have that happen, and then that very next off season, I became a free agent, and I had a chance to sign with the Chiefs, where Andy Reid was the coach, and he had a ch- and he told me me trading you was probably one of the worst decisions I ever made. Because you had played so well for us. We knew that you had value to us. It was just that the cards that we were dealt, we drafted three linebackers. We knew we had to get rid of somebody. And unfortunately, it was you, and that was a terrible decision that I made. Right. And then also have the story with John Dorsey where he told me I couldn't play linebacker. And now he's signing me to come play linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, man. That was awesome. He said, unfortunately, we drafted three linebackers like that wasn't deliberate. Yeah, like it's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, y'all knew what y'all were doing. Y'all wanted to bring in linebackers that y'all thought was going to be a part of the crew. Hey, y'all, and y'all got rid of me. I was, I was expendable. And I mean, you know, you, you, you can kind of read between the yeah. lines. And that's like, hey, shout out to Big Red though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, hey, shout out, shout out, to, hey, Andy Reid, man. You know, I love you. Yeah. You know, besides being a hell of a coach, man, you're an amazing man. Mm. And he's a family man, yeah. and you know, I appreciate him for being there for me and drafting me and bringing me here and and just being a solid. A solid and genuine individual. Did you ever pick up his fashion sense? Like, because you know his Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian game shirts. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, especially not the big ones. You know, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. I never picked up the Hawaiian shirt. I wore one Hawaiian shirt, but I was in Hawaii, yes. so I felt like that was. Was that at a Pro Bowl? No, I didn't go to the Pro Bowl. Oh my bad. I nah, didn't know. I, I was on special vacation. Teams. Nope. No, right. nope. I, I was on like, vacation with the missus. Why you bring up old shit, Paul? No, no, no. It's all good. Yeah, no. I was just uh, having fun with the missus. We in Hawaii. We was just, you know, having fun and enjoying ourselves. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, side note, completely unrelated. Uh, one of my friends saw Andy Reid's wife at Marshalls. Mm-hmm. Didn't know who it was, but she's she's looking for Hawaiian shirts and she's stocking up on these Hawaiian shirts. Oh no, <laughs> I'm breaking stuff over here. No. But they found Dude, they, that is they, hilarious. Yes, it is hilarious, right? Yeah, I think they needed they were definitely in the big and tall section. Oh yeah, definitively. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. but that dude, he is he is a wonderful guy. You hear yeah. great stories Amazing about him man. as a man. Um obviously heard great stories about you from friends of mine. Now I get the opportunity to experience it myself. We're in the Leia Center. If somebody wants to learn more about the Leia Center, where do they go? Hey, uh, go to the Center.com. Go to our website. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the Leia Center, L A Y A Center. And uh, what we got here, I know we got cryo. Yep. Which, uh, just high level, what's cryo? 
So cryotherapy, that is uh, a form of cold therapy. Mm. Um, so basically, super what, cold. yeah, it's super cold. <laughs> so we have a chamber. We have the only natural cryo, cryotherapy chamber in Kansas City. The only one. All of the other, other chambers that you see, they're nitrogen based, which is why the head is out. You can't breathe in nitrogen, so your oh, head is out. That's why. Yeah, but you're missing the key component, which is the central nervous system. Okay. And you can only hit the central nervous system by way of the brain. Okay. And with us having the only full enclosed natural chamber, we get a chance to help people with headaches, migraines, concussions. But not only that, you get a chance to reset the blood flow throughout the entire body while removing toxins, inflammation, and swelling. Wow. It sounds like a lot. It's a lot that's going on, but at the end of the day, it's flushing your system out of any impurities that's holding you back, which is kind of like our, our life story here at the Lead Center. That's, man. So you mentioned that the others, uh, the ones that you have to keep your head out are nitrogen-based. Yeah. So what what is yours? So it's it's uh, basically just electric. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It just gets the... It's, it's just electric. It's like one boogie, huge boogie, freezer. Boogie. Yeah. One huge freezer. That's okay. it. All right. Yeah. So uh, we also have a Himalayan salt room. Yep. What's that all about? Yeah. So that is our halo therapy room. Um, that room right there is kind of similar to being at the beach. You know how you just cool, calm, relax. You're in a great place. Well, you get that feeling not from the sand, not from the water and the salt in the water. It, it, the salt in the water, has, it has salt, of course, mm-hmm. and it gives you that feeling of just being at ease, being calm, being relaxed. Um, and you notice that you may breathe better. It's it's good for the upper respiratory system. Mm. It's good for the skin because a lot of people they love going, you know, especially women. They love going on the beach and they're like, "Oh, my skin, I'm glowing and I feel good." Well, yes, yeah, that's the salt in the water that's giving you that feeling. Wow. So we wanted to bring our own little beach here to Kansas City, and you know, people can come in and just enjoy in the salt room. I brought I brought actually brought my Hawaiian shirt today <laughs> uh, just so we could show out in a photo shoot. <laughs> cool. Um, and speaking of ladies, you also have something called I think it's called. Called Yanni Steen. Yanni Steen, yes. So, uh, so I'm going to butcher this, but I understand that there, a lot of women carry stress and issues mm-hmm. in their female parts. Is that uh, fair? What is it's not? It's not stress. Well, it's a lot of issues for sure. Okay, help, um, help me rescue me because I'm talking out of my. Well, you know, I, they I, told I, me say stay in your lane, Paul. Yeah, but I you know, know, I stay in my lane too. You know, I, I know a little bit about the Yanni Steens. I know that it's good for the, for overall just women's womb health. Okay. Um, and you know, women, they go through so many different things, uh, especially having babies. Yep. So, you know, stuff tends to, you know, kind of go array down there and the Yanni steam, it helps to just flush the system out and, and help the womb get back to its normal, uh, natural state. Uh, I mean, and it's so many, and guys, (laughs) guys, your wives, significant others, please tell them to come in because not only do they get the benefit. You get the benefit too. You know what he's talking about. So we got. I'm to- just gonna leave it at this. <laughs> leave it at that, and then you 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 just bring them in, and you'll see for yourself. So I did talk to my wife about this, and I talked to your wife about this, yep. right? And you said, I you, <laughs> I said, Joe doesn't work, and I said, and don't talk to me like a business owner. Talk to me like your wifey's in the other room, and you looked at me. Dead into my optic stems, and you said, "Bro, it works." Yes. Talk to my wife. So I asked Toya, and she says, "Talk to my husband." She knows. So I talked to Melissa about it, and she was really intrigued. I feel like a lot of women would be intrigued by that. So we have Himalayan salt. salt. We have uh, the Yanni steam. We have the cryo cryotherapy. We got a yoga studio. Yes. So right now we're actually uh, we're in Karma Tribe Yoga, which is housed within the Leia Center. Okay. And Karma Tribe is owned by, owned by Lauren LaDuke. She is one of the the top 
yoga instructors in Kansas City, and for her, and to have her, in you know, with us, it's amazing mm. because she brings, you know, so much experience not only with yoga but with natural living, with herbs, with different things that go along with what we're doing here. Sure. Um, so it's amazing that we have her as well. And uh, is that all? Is that all of your no, services? No. So we, oh, you know, so we're not. a spa. We do massages. We do facials. We do different things like that. And, and all of our products that we use. They're organic. Okay. So it, it goes along with everything that we do here. We're natural. We're organic. We don't use any crap. We're not going to put any crap on your body, in your body, and we're not going to say you anything that's bad for you either. Um, so we have a, a RN on staff. We have a mental health specialist. We have an acupuncturist. We have um, we have um, a yoga instructor that, that does uh, yoga for golfers which is pretty amazing. We get a lot of golfers that come in and do yoga where they, they're just focusing on their their swing. Sure. Um, let's see. We have uh, Swell Wellness, which is a personal training uh, facility that's housed within our space too. Um, and we're, we're constantly trying to grow that wellness collective of people that, you know, they want to help change the mindset and the culture and, you know, make health, natural health, the just – they make it huge here in Kansas City. I love because it, Because we, we tend to, you know, depend on pills. We tend to depend on other people to tell us what or show us or give us something on what we need to do for ourselves. Yes. So here, we kind of, we help educate you about you. Yes. What you need to look for. And we just try to help you any way we can. What I love about that is uh, we often talk about whenever we're out, you know, don't let other people create your fun for you. Like, mm-hmm. don't let other people define your fun for you. Mm-hmm. Do you. Well, sometimes that means that you have to expose your thing, yourself to things that you haven't done before. Exactly. And so you just said a number of different things that I didn't know that you had, and I'm really excited to, uh, to check some of it out. So speaking of which, if you're not following us on Instagram, hit up that... Uh, uh, at Fundamism Paul, because we got some good content coming out. We're gonna get in a cryo chamber. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get stretched out potentially. Uh, Rob, Rob, what are you gonna get into? You gonna do some yoga? Rob's never done yeah, a day of yoga Rob in his no. life. You know what? Did he, you came. Did you do yoga with us? You did yoga, yeah, once. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came in one time. He he didn't like it. Oh, apparently, if he yeah, tried no. it once. But mm-hmm. hey, what what gives? You try something once and you throw in the towel. Like my my mom told me, she said I'll try anything eight times. Really? No, she never said that. You know what? Rob has done energy sessions here. Yeah. You have? Yeah, once. Did you get that negative juju out of there? Apparently not, because yes. <laughs> you know what? No. Yeah. I'm sure it helped him focus. Really? Yeah, oh, because I'm that's sure. why he decided because to ride he, out. Yeah, and it helped him focus on what Rob needs. That's right. Yeah, and Rob had changes that Rob needed to make in order for Rob to be a better Rob. Mm. Well, shout out uh, to one last individual that you guys got on payroll. I understand that you guys have a professional mixologist uh, that be making some drinks after <laughs> and humble, too. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hey, I'm, so you dabble in some cocktails? Yeah, man, I, I do. I do a little bit here and there, um, you know, because we have. So every Friday we do happy hour yoga, and you know that was from that conversation that we had, and you seen that I kind of you know glow glow from it. But you know, it, it's just a you know to create a space where it's a judgment free zone, and to come in and every, have everybody do yoga, and then afterwards you just sit around and you talk, and you get a chance to know your neighbor. Hmm. And by us just getting a chance to sit and talk and have drinks, we're building community. And that's something that we've been trying to do ever since we've been here for the last two years. Right. Um, so we're constantly doing that every Friday. 
and we theme them. So we do hip hop yoga. We've done a, a 70s, 80s, 90s Star Wars theme. We've done a Queen theme. We've done uh, we've done quite a few day, uh, blindfolded. We've done a blindfolded yoga. So we do quite a few, quite a few different yoga sessions. Um, it just depends on what we wanted what we want to theme every Friday. Man, I love this stuff. This is fun to miss them, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If you haven't tried to get down to the Leia Center, LeiaCenter.com. Follow them on Instagram, Leia Center. Yes, the Leia Center, yes. Uh, official Joe Mays. On- Joe, yeah, Joe Mays underscore official is my personal Instagram. You can follow me. Um, yeah, but the Leia Center is on Instagram and Facebook as well. Nicely done. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, this is the Fundamism Podcast. Go out, create a little bit of fun for yourself, but hopefully focus a little bit more on creating some joy, fun, and fulfillment in the lives of others, just as Joe has done for me and everybody else at the Leia Center. Have a blessed day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.